Proclaim liberty throughout the land unto all the inhabitants thereof. That is Leviticus 25, verse 10. And you know, America's founders believed in that, that our liberties come from God. And do you know the founding documents, uh, our Constitution, Bill of Rights, Federalist Papers, the letters, the correspondence of those who founded our nation, uh, if you've ever wondered what was the guiding light in the founders' mind and hearts, well, huh, they quote the Word of God some 3,154 times, the Bible. And among those scriptures, proclaim liberty throughout the land to all the inhabitants thereof, Leviticus 25 10. Well, with those uh, opening thoughts, I welcome you to this hour of broadcasting on the American Family Radio Network. Good morning, everybody. My name is Alex McFarland. So glad to be with you this morning on the American Family Radio Network. We've got a great uh, hour of programming. In just a a few moments, we're going to meet uh, Susie Jennings and talk about ministering to the homeless. But right now, in just a second, we're going to bring up Pastor Todd Coconado. He's an amazing person. We're going to be talking about uh, religious liberty and our freedoms under attack here in America, and what we can do to stand against tyranny and unconstitutional mandates. But I do want to welcome you. This is the American Family Radio Network, and if you if you recognize my name or my voice, Alex McFarlane, it just might be because of a program that's been on the radio in the afternoons for more than a decade, actually, exploring the Word. We're very uh, honored that every afternoon from 3 to 4 Central, 4 to 5 Eastern, God allows us to bring you uh, biblical teaching here on the American Family Radio Network. I'll be on with Bert Harper this afternoon, and uh, so I invite you to tune in. I do want to remind you that on the website AFR.net, AFR.net, there's a station map with all of the, the AFR affiliates around North America and where you can listen, but also you can always listen online. We're streaming around the world. And there's a mobile device, the AFR app, that is for all mobile devices and phones. And so the programs are archived, and goodness, there's everything from Sandy Rios to Today's Issues, airing the Addisons, Exploring the Word, and all the great content that we not only produce in-house, but, you know, other outside entities, too, like Washington Watch with Tony Perkins and so much. Because, listen, folks, the truth is on our side. Jesus said in John 10, 35, the Scripture cannot be broken. And don't you believe for a moment that somehow the darkness has prevailed and falsehood has won? Not at all. The Word of God is still eternally, infallibly true. The Spirit of the Lord is still calling people to Jesus. And we know that uh, God is waking up his church. Revival is coming. People ask about a a great awakening. I actually believe the wheels are turning, and it's already in process. And so if you're a follower of Christ, and you believe his truth, and like the uh, founders, you know that the Word of God is relevant for all people and applicable in all situations, well, you know that you're on the victory side. George Washington, and I'll say this uh, as I bring up our guest, because... Um, Todd Coconata, I believe, personifies this. But George Washington, our very first president, said, quote, it is infinitely better to have a few good men than many indifferent ones, end of quote. And so we're not called to be indifferent, or we're not called to just say, oh, whatever. No, we are called to be 
connected to Christ, and involved in standing for truth. And as many of our founders have said throughout the history of our country, that the, the cause of liberty is the cause of God. Because if we have freedom and liberty, we are able to freely serve Jesus, win the lost, proclaim the gospel, and contribute to the fulfillment of Christ's great commission. And uh, with that, I want to bring up Todd Coconata. Yeah, I'm so impressed with this dear brother. He is a pastor. He's a, a family man, husband, father. He's a minister of the gospel, and he's empowering people to know the Lord and to know God's truth and to make a difference in this battle for truth, this battle, this struggle over our freedom and the future of our country. So, uh, Pastor Todd Coconata, I want to say thanks for holding. Welcome to the American Family Radio Network, and let me just say it's an honor to have a few minutes that you and I can converse. Well, Alex, I'm so honored to be on your show, and I'll tell you, that intro is like the heart and soul of what we're doing, so you really nailed it, and I really appreciate the work that you're doing. We're definitely in agreement with you. Amen, brother. Amen. Well, you you know, here's the thing. Um, When I was a college student, I became a Christian. I Through a a Monday night Bible study, just a very simple little Monday night Bible study, I found Jesus. But shortly thereafter, I began to realize that I was a part of something very special, that God had allowed me to be born an American. And um, speak, if you would, Pastor Todd, to the fact that, look, um, America is unique. Being, Being alive at this moment in the United States of America is a profoundly significant thing for every person. And if you would... Uh, connect the fact of being a Christian and being a citizen. How do those two realities overlap? Well, there's a lot uh, lot of there there, what you just said. First of all, I believe that God did not make a mistake in bringing us into the world in this time. Uh, so if we're alive right now, it's because we're made for a time as this. He's equipped us, and it is an important, it's a pivotal crossroads in our nation right now. You know, Israel was chosen by God, Alex, but America chose God. We made a covenant with God, and our founders made that covenant. In fact, there's the Aiken Bible, which was the uh, the first American Bible. It was actually approved by Congress. So, you know, uh, the founders were very open about their beliefs. They prayed regularly. Uh, they Amen. quoted Scripture. And, you know, our nation has gotten away from that. And so uh, this is a pivotal—it's almost like, uh, if you're familiar in the story and the Word of God— of the Mount Carmel moment, you know, where, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, the prophets of Baal were called out and uh, Elijah was calling them out. And we're at that pivotal moment. It's, it's an apex moment in history. It's a crossroads. And the prophets of Baal, I, I call the modern, modern day prophets of Baal are the mainstream media because they're, yeah, exactly. you know, they're disseminating lies and propaganda and fear. And many people have hooked into that. And so we as believers, we need to come out from among them. And we need to cast down fear. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. And so he wants us to be operating in that sound mind, you know, not to be conformed to the things of this world, but transformed by the renewing of our mind. So it's a time for the church to be the head and not the tail, for the people of God to rise up. And for us to to really not—we don't need to try to be relevant uh, or to try to be like society. We're meant to lead the culture. Jesus is enough. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever— and he says it's the anointing that breaks the yoke of bondage. So I believe we need to spend time in the Word of God in this secret place, 
and get anointed and appointed and get out there and, and make a difference in this nation, Alex. Amen. Amen. You mentioned the Aitken Bible. Um, isn't there one of those at the Bible Museum in Washington? You know, we've it's been our privilege on two or three occasions to broadcast live from the Museum of the Bible. And, you know, the, yep. the Aitken Bible was, they called it the Bible of the American Revolution because it was endorsed by Congress. Um, That's right. I think there is one at the Museum of the Bible, isn't there? I believe there is. There's only a few out there, but I think one of them is at the uh, Museum of the Bible, like you said. It's the only Bible that was approved by Congress, the only Bible recommended to Americans by Congress, and it's the Bible of the American Revolution. But what I love about it is a lot of people, you know, count the separation of church and state. Uh, but, you know, that was really a letter to Danbury Baptist Church from Thomas Jefferson saying that the government was going to stay out of the church's business. And very important distinction there that people know. And so, uh, you know, there's been this push, like, take God out of everything. And uh, we need God in, in more things. We need to bring God back. In fact, one of the things that we're doing at the Religious Liberty Coalition is we're putting Bibles in schools as a historic document. We're putting in the history department. Uh, we're putting it in, in uh, the library. And so we believe this is one of the steps that, that we can start putting the Bible back in schools. And, you know, but we need to do this in all elements of society, Alex. Amen. Amen. So let me ask you this, and folks, if you're just tuning in, this is the American Family Radio Network, Alex McFarland. Very honored to be talking to Pastor Todd Coconata. And, and by the way, before we go much farther, brother, give us your website. How can people find you online? Absolutely. I, I made it super easy, so you can just go to PastorTodd.org, PastorTodd.org, and that's kind of like a hub, and it'll it'll show you all the different things that we're up to. Now, are you doing events around the country? or, or um... We are. Very exciting. That's what I loved in the lead-up to our segment, is you were talking about revival, and we've been going around the nation on a tour called the Reawake America Tour, and uh, I've been on a couple of different tours, actually, but that's one of the ones that I've been the most, and I think we've been around 10 cities now, and uh, we're seeing lines of people getting baptized, getting set free, delivered, healed. It's pretty amazing what's going on. So that's Amen. where there's an encouraging uh, factor for me is, is that even though there's a lot of very challenging things in our world right now, a lot of egregious things, we are seeing the Lord moving, Alex. And so I'm hopeful. I believe we're on the cusp of the biggest revival in the history of the world uh, before the Lord returns. And so that's Amen. what we're starting to see. Pockets of revival and uh, people, you know, people rising up. So that's where it's encouraging. Um, brother, you know what? You and I just met three minutes ago, <laughs> roughly, and I already—I feel like I know you. I feel such a bond, and a mutual yes. friend uh, introduced us uh, online. But I, I want to speak about revival, and I want your take on this. See, I believe one of the keys—now, folks, please listen, and no matter where you go to church, maybe you're Protestant, maybe you're Catholic— Maybe you're Pentecostal. Maybe you're not Pentecostal. Maybe you're a Baptist, uh, whatever, but you're a believer in Jesus. Now, Pastor Todd, I believe one of the absolute secrets to a, a full-out awakening is unity in the body of believers. Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. And, and, and let me say this, and Pastor, I'm going to throw to you. Listen, folks, maybe you're Calvinist, non-Calvinist, you're, you're Methodist, Wesleyan, maybe you're very Reformed, but here's the thing, for just a moment, forget about your theological template, and, and look, we've all got our d denominational distinctives, and that's okay, but you believe Jesus is the Son of God, 
And Jesus shed his blood on Calvary's cross to pay for our sins. And we put our faith in Jesus. Listen, if you believe that, that the Son of God is the Savior, and through faith in Jesus we're saved, look, we're family. And I'm telling you, and Pastor Todd, am I right here? The power of God is unleashed when the family comes together. Yes. Yes. No, you're spot on. In fact, I'm, I'm kind of marveling that you just said that, because this is what the Lord has been speaking to me. Uh, as you mentioned, there's no denominations in heaven, you know, and what we're in right now is a spiritual battle at the highest of levels. It's a battle of light versus darkness. And so, you know, the in, any infighting or any mudslinging or anything like that, while we're doing that, the enemy continues forward with his plan, his agenda. So it's very crucial, very critical and important that we align. This is a time to have a unified front, and, uh, you know, we really need to stand together because this is, I mean, I believe we can win this. I believe the Lord responds to the prayers of the righteous. And Mm -hmm. and you talked about revival, which is so important. And one of the key elements of every revival, you know, there's different ways that God has moved in different awakenings. But one thing that remains the same is repentance. Uh, Repentance is so crucial. And so it's time for us to repent, to turn away from wickedness, to turn back to our first love, Jesus Christ, and to unify as a people of God. And if we do this, Alex, I believe we're going to win, because if we look in the Scripture, uh, there's many instances. Look at Nineveh. You know, when a nation repents, you know, we don't want to be a Sodom and Gomorrah. We want to be a Nineveh. Uh, We don't want to be the church of Laodicea. We want to be the church of Philadelphia, the empowered church. And so, uh, like you mentioned, you know, as we met just a couple minutes ago, there's something about God is raising up a remnant. I call it a remnant for a time as this. And so we can just tell right away, oh, okay, this person's in the, in the Spirit of God, and you are. <laughs> Amen. Amen. You know, there, there is power in unity in John 17, 21, folks. And now, listen, we've got a brief break. We're going to come back with Todd Coconata talking about revival, your freedoms, your future. Brother Todd, uh, give us your website before we take a brief break. Yes, sir. It's PastorTodd.org. PastorTodd.org. Oh, I like it. I do. Folks, in John 17, 21, Jesus prayed, Father, that they all may be one. The church, unified, O-N-E. We're one family, one body because of the salvation of Jesus. And Jesus said, one, that the world might believe. We need each other. Folks, stay tuned. This is the American Family Radio Network. A brief break. More after this. Don't go away. Here are Tim and Riley Wildman for the AFA Foundation. Riley, what is your title? The director of AFA Foundation. One of the best ways you can have income for the rest of your life and know that uh, you will be supporting the ministry of American Family Association is to to give a gift to American Family Association and American Family Radio. Do you also deal with people who want to leave AFA in their wills? Yes, sir. That's exactly why they call. And that's why we also have another option besides a charitable gift annuity. People sometimes also call and do an outright gift or also leave us in their will. Now, when anyone calls in and asks to talk to you, ladies, will all of them talk in a Southern accent like you do? Yes, they will. (laughs) Call Riley Wildman at the AFA Foundation, 800-326-4543, extension 345, or visit afafoundation.net. Hello, I'm Don Hawkins, here to tell you about Encouragement Live. 
55 minutes of industrial strength radio encouragement featuring resourceful guests plus practical biblical insights to help you face life's challenges. We'll be taking your phone calls. So plan to join us for Encouragement Live, Saturdays at 7.05 p.m. Central, 8.05 p.m. Eastern, here on American Family Radio. Hello, I'm Sam Rohr, President of the American Pastors Network, a growing national network of pastors committed to the authority of Scripture and preaching the whole counsel of God. We believe biblical obedience is the foundation for revival and impacting our culture for Christ is our duty. For too long, the pulpits of America have been silent on the important issues such as marriage and family and assault on our liberty. Join us in the battle for truth on Stand in the Gap weekend, Sunday evenings at 6 p.m. on American Family Radio, and visit us at AmericanPastorsNetwork.org. The following are real life stories from Trinity Debt Management. My story begins with debt, a lot of debt. I used my credit cards as a source of income. It was not a good situation. I couldn't pay my bills. The interest on the cards was really high. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. I initially was scared to call and immediately I felt relieved. They contacted all of our creditors and they put us on a plan for success. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. I've been able to pay off close to $15,000. We're doing a lot better. Please pick up the phone and see how affordable and easy it is to pay off your debt. It's a godsend. We're debt-free for keeps. Call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. That's 1-800-788-1813. Welcome back to the American Family Radio Network, an hour of biblical worldview as it relates to our nation today. Alex McFarland here with our, our very special guest, Pastor Todd Coconata. Uh, Pastor Todd, well, let me um, allow us to elaborate on what we were talking about before the break, unity within the body of Christ. Yeah. Because, um, yeah. I mean, you hit it. If we are diverted from the cause of knowing Jesus, loving the Lord, witnessing, and defending our, our freedoms, proclaiming truth. I mean, if Satan can get us sidetracked to squabble uh, with each other, I mean, that's when the darkness just rushes forward, when we're diverted from keeping our eyes on, on Christ. Um, how do we snap out of it and get back, in the, get back on the path with Christ? Well, I think it's a multifaceted approach, but we definitely need to get into the Word of God because faith comes from hearing, hearing from the Word of God. So uh, on one of the commercials on the break, which I appreciated, uh, they said how pastors have been silent in the pulpit about a lot of cultural issues. We cannot be. Uh, The Church needs to to take its position as a leader in culture, and uh, we need to speak to all the issues, you know, all the different areas of influence in our culture, whether it be education, uh, you know, every, you know, marriage, um, you know, all the different things that, for lack of a better word, we kind of got apathetic uh, for many years, Alex, and, um, you know, really focused inward instead of focused outward. And, uh, you know, I'm one of the pastors out here that I, I think we do need to be involved in politics. We have been, uh, you know, different areas that society where they say the church shouldn't be in. I think we do need to be there. But ultimately, even though, you know, we, we get involved in politics, uh, it's the church 
that really is going to make the difference. And if, and if we fulfill the Great Commission, if we go and make disciples of the nations, baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, you know, we got to go out. We got to go out. We got to cast out. We got to drive out. There's a, a word in the Word of God that's used several times in the Greek, it's ekbalo, and that's to go out, to cast out, and to drive out. And an empowered person of God that's spending time in the Word and that, that is hearing from the Lord, given divine strategy and wisdom, they're able to go out and, and make an impact on culture and change culture. So ultimately, it's up to the people of God. And I really believe that's why we're in the time that we're in right now, is because God, in His you know infinite grace and mercy, He's giving us one more chance, one more round, especially here in America, uh, to repent, to turn from our wickedness, and to be the church. And so that's really the answer to the situation, is if the church is empowered, if the church rises up and, and we're actually doing what the Bible says to do, we're going to see that impact throughout culture. And, and in America, you know, what happens here affects the world. You know, I've traveled all around the world. And mm-hmm. I will tell you, America is extremely influential in what's going on around the world. So people are watching the United States, and really I believe God is watching and, and waiting on us. And so it's that pivotal moment that we talked about before the break. Uh, so are we going to rise up? Are we going to do what we're meant to do? Uh, I really believe that is yet to be decided, but I think that many people are waking up, and that encourages me. And we talked about the revival that we believe is beginning to happen. And so this is the answer. You know, Jesus Christ is the answer. And we have the answer. Yeah. Um, Your tour, the the, uh, Reawakening America tour, um, do you have some dates coming up in, in the near future? You know, I don't have them in front of me, but we've been doing one each month. So we're going to be up in Oregon this next month. We just got back from San Diego, California, which was very powerful. And uh, now we're going to be going down after Oregon to South Carolina. Uh, so kind of exciting. And then every month we have a new place. It's, you can go to uh, timetofreeamerica.com, timetofreeamerica.com, and that will have all the, uh, the dates and, and the speakers and everything like that. Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Hey, well, listen, uh, I, I know you've probably heard there's a very famous quote where John Adams said, uh, our Constitution was made only for a moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate for the government of any other. I know you've probably heard that quote, right? Yes, I have. Okay, folks, uh, listen to this, and we're talking with to- uh, Pastor Todd Coconata. I was on the website of the National Archives, so this is like a matter of, you know, uh, public record. That quote, the John Adams quote, 1798, he did. He said, our Constitution is made only for a moral and religious people. But I, I was reading the larger context where he was giving a speech to some soldiers, some Revolutionary War soldiers, and and he you know, famously said that uh, morality and religion, and by that he meant the Christian religion, um, our Constitution works if we recognize some moral boundaries. Now, everybody listening, I mean, we've lived in an age where all the moral boundaries have been just, like, knocked down. But Adams, and my goodness, how prophetic, he he says in this speech, if we fall into sin, if we turn away from God, moralities, he said, this blessed country of dignity and character will become, without God and morals, quote, the most miserable habitation in the world, because there is no government armed with the power capable of contending with human passions unbridled by morality and religion. Now, Todd, I'm setting up this because I want you to talk, if you would, about 
um, how we could lose all of our freedoms. We could lose it all because it's like Adams warned. I mean, we're like the most miserable habitation on earth if we have no moral boundaries whatsoever. I mean, the founders, they they were prophetic in their warnings to us, weren't they? They absolutely were. Um, you know, I think they were people of strong faith, and the Lord was leading them, and they were setting up this nation. You know, they believed in inalienable rights, life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, that our rights are given to us not by man, not by government, but by God. And okay. that's what's so important, you know, is, is to understand that they believed these rights were God-given. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, as government has grown as we've stepped away from God, as there's been moral deprecation and just different things that have happened over the last 30-plus years, more than that, uh, you know, we've seen this moral decline, and exactly what they predicted happening is happening. Look at the debt level, uh, the trade deficit. You know, this was a nation that used to be the lender. Now we're the borrower. Um, you know, we, we've sanctioned the killing of the innocent. You know, we've even pushed that around the world, uh, not just here in America, but we've pushed it in our policy around the world. So uh, this has brought, uh, you know, all this into our country, and if we don't make a change, then we are headed to absolute calamity. I mean, uh, I just was reading an article yesterday, Alex, where uh, the Chinese are now, uh, you know, working with Saudi Arabia to possibly, uh, you know, sell oil in the yuan. Um, That would upend the petrodollar system, you know, which is Mm -hmm. how we able to, you know, spend the money that we do and print the money that we do and live the lifestyle that we do. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of things that are on the cusp of happening right now. And so this is a pivotal moment. And that's why I really believe God is allowing voices like your own to, to sound the alarm. Exactly, exactly. And, and yours too, my friend. And and brother, I got to tell you, um, you're going to be on my prayer list from now on. And folks, I want you to go. Did you say it was pastortodd.org? Yes, sir. PastorTodd.org. And you can find, uh, you know, where we are on social media, uh, some of the work that we're doing all on that website. Yes, sir. Um, uh, one last question, and then uh, we got to pull away, but we're, you and I are going to visit again. Uh, we're going to get to know yeah. each other, my friend. <laughs> um, Absolutely. Young people, <laughs> millennials, I, I Gen that. Z, and younger, the 20-somethings, teenagers, and younger, um, how are they responding? Because so many young people, even like Christian young people. I, I speak in churches and youth groups, and even kids that are from solidly Christian homes, they don't know that America is unique, oftentimes. Right. that They've not been told that we were a country where the founders chose to build it on God's principles. And just like you said, God's covenant with Israel was initiated by God. But America's covenant with God was really initiated by the founders. And uh, for 244 years, what a beautiful, prosperous, amazingly successful thing it was. Here recently, though, we've turned away from God. But how do young people react that have never previously known about the unique God-ordained position our nation had? Well, I love your heart for young people, Alex, because I have the same, and the Lord's been putting on my heart even more. But, you know, that's where discipleship and mentorship is so important, and for parents to really address these issues with their children, because unfortunately our educational institutions have been infiltrated. Guys like Howard Zinn and, you know, other books that are out there literally uh, rewriting history, and this is part of the agenda, unfortunately, of the left. So it's very important that we push back and that we teach the truth 
And so they react very surprised. I just had uh, some young cousins that were staying with us over the weekend, and we were talking about some of these things. And, you know, they do listen, uh, but they just don't hear it. So uh, we have to be the ones to teach these things. And a lot of times, like my little, uh, you know, cousin, she went and uh, did her own research and said, wow, you're right. You know, so we, we, you know, we're the ones that need to speak the truth. And, uh, you know, a lot of parents have stepped up. They're doing homeschooling. Uh, you know, that's just exploded, especially since many of the parents saw a lot of the curriculum during the pandemic. And they said, oh, my gosh, what are my kids learning in school? Uh, so a lot of parents have, have said, you know what, we're going to start homeschooling. Some parents can't do that, and that's okay. Uh, but regardless, we've got to make sure that we have these conversations with the young people. And they respond because they are seeking truth, and they know something's wrong. I believe they're, they're trying to figure it out, Alex. So that's why the Bible says the truth sets the captive free, and the Word of God does not return back void. Uh, so that's why we have to speak truth. Exactly. And let me call on pastors. Um, Todd, I know you're a pastor. I have pastored two churches um, uh, one in the city of Charlotte, which was a very big church. Hey, pastors, I know you've got a lot on the on your plate. Believe me, Todd and I realize that. But I want to call on the, the pastors in the pulpits to speak truth, and you need to preach on the Word of God on these tough issues, homosexuality, transgenderism, our yeah. loss of morals. And Todd, final question before I have to let you go. Um Pastors, very often, they skirt away from the, the volatile, you know, sometimes explosive issues. But don't we, as men in the pulpit, call to shepherd a flock, don't we have an obligation to preach the whole counsel of God, even the, the really touchy things? Absolutely. You know, I always tell people, I didn't write the Bible. Uh, there might have been some things that I would have done different if I was writing it, but I didn't. But guess what? I'm a messenger. And uh, we have taken an oath as a pastor. You know, we're held to a higher standard. And yeah. we've taken this oath of leadership uh, to equip the body of Christ. And so we can't leave out certain parts, Alex. As you said, it's so critical that we teach the full counsel of God, because that's what's going to set up the people for success. And that's what we want to do, is, is we're in this for the long term. You know, the Bible says, to those who endure until the end. We want to endure until the end. We want to finish well. And in order to finish well, we have to know the full counsel of God. we got to preach the full counsel of God, and that's what's going to make the difference in this nation, is talking about these critical issues. I know they're sometimes uncomfortable. Some pastors are worried people are going to leave or they're going to stop tithing. I totally get it. But you know what? Uh, God is going to honor it, and we're all going to stand before the throne of glory one day, and I want to hear the words, well done, good and faithful servant. I know you do too. And so that's why it's so important we teach the full word. The fear of man brings a snare, says Proverbs 29. Hey, Pastor Todd Coconata, I, I thank God for you. I encourage people to check out his website, pastortodd.org. And um, hey, let's, let's visit again really soon. And in the meantime, let's uh, keep on fighting the good fight. Thank you, Alex. I appreciate what you're doing. I look forward to speaking again, my friend. Ditto, ditto. Well, folks, if you're just tuning in, this is the American Family Radio Network. Alex McFarland here. So glad that you're listening. And, you know, we began with this verse, Leviticus, uh, that says, Proclaim liberty throughout the land. This is Leviticus 25.10, and this was one of the founding cries and passions of, of those who built America. Proclaim liberty throughout the land and to all the inhabitants thereof. Um, I've got a very special friend I'm going to bring up in just a moment, but I want to encourage you. 
Uh, check out Exploring the Word at 3 to 4 Central every day on the American Family Radio Network and all across all the time zones. Um, Bert Harper and I and Jim Stanley uh, are in the Word of God. We take your Bible questions as well. I do want to remind you that um, we've got a couple of exciting things this year. To piggyback on what Todd was saying, uh, reaching young people, I do a biblical worldview camp every summer, uh, July 17th through 22nd. Um, the theme this year, uh, check it out, Unashamed, Building Your Biblical Worldview. And we've got middle school and high schoolers coming. The camp I've rented this year is about an hour outside of Raleigh, North Carolina, the capital. It's super easy to get to. Now, I'll be there. Uh, Andy Lawrenson, one of America's great youth pastors. Then also Will and Miki Addison. Okay, how great is this? Will and Miki heard nationally every day on airing the Addisons. Look, every time I take Will and Miki Addison, hands down, they are like the favorite speakers. They get a standing ovation. For five days, we're going to disciple your your teenagers, and we're going to talk about what does it mean to be a Christian. How do you study the Bible? How do you learn how to pray with power? And we're going to talk about God and country. It would be my honor, folks, this summer, July 17th through 22nd, to teach the youth in your life how to thrive for Jesus. Will and Miki will be there. we got great music, great food. Okay, go to my website, which is alexmcfarland.com. AlexMcFarland.com. And of course, you know, there's going to be horseback riding and ropes course and fishing and hiking and just all the fun camp stuff. All the stuff you do that makes for unforgettable memories at summer camp. But the best part of all, biblical worldview for God and country. Look, we've got to do this. We've got to save America and we've got to pass the gospel on to the next generation. I'm going to be at the Cove. A lot going on. Check out my website, alexmcfarland.com, and uh, there's a lot going on. But uh, right now, I want to uh, change gears, and we've got a break. When we come back, we're going to talk to Susie Jennings. She's the founder of Operation Care International. She's an author. She's a leader for Christ, and She's a hero to the homeless, serving the lost, the least, the lonely, from Dallas to the ends of the earth, and something that God will bless. It's part of the church's mission. Read Matthew 25, Mark chapter 10. We are to give a cup of cold water in Jesus' name. And so, somebody that God is using in a mighty, miraculous way, Susie Jennings, Operation Care. She's a registered nurse, and she's been used by the Lord to touch so many lives. Stay tuned. More exciting content on the American Family Radio Network. Don't go away. We're back after this very brief break. When you hear this, this is American Family News. You know what follows is the truth. Your news from a Christian perspective. Hundreds of teachers are going to have to walk into that school building and they are forced to swallow political ideology that in many cases violates their very faith and conscience. If you miss it at the top of the hour, American Family News podcasts are available at AFN.net and sign up for our daily news brief at AFN.net. They should face some sort of consequences. At the very least, what you put on there should be true. And if it's not true, 
then it should be actionable. Major social media outlets are finding ways to block the conservative evangelical viewpoint. The American Family Association will no longer be canceled. Announcing AFA Streaming, our own video streaming platform, which will allow access to all AFA video content. AFA Streaming is now available. Learn more at AFA.net. How do we change a nation? One heart at a time. The Ministry of Preborn not only shares heartbeats, but shares hearts by loving women in crisis and leading them to Christ. When this mother came to a preborn center, she was scared and not sure she could afford another child. It was just a scary time for us having my daughter, how that would impact our lives. When I came here, it was just so amazing to come to an environment where someone would actually pray for me and guide me through my battles that I was facing during that time. After receiving love, support, and the gospel of Christ, this mom chose life for her daughter. You can be a part of rescuing lives and changing hearts for Christ. For $140, sponsor five ultrasounds, and you'll receive a story and pictures of babies' lives that were spared. To donate, dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250 baby. Or go to preborn.com. Your gift is tax deductible. Let's see, if something costs less, but people are happier with it, that sounds like something to look into, and that's MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for health care can save the typical family 500 bucks a month, and that's huge. But it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. Double. MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want to plan you're happy with, you can call right now and get a price within two minutes. A very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. 833-44-BIBLE. That's 833-44-BIBLE. 833-44-BIBLE. Welcome back to the American Family Radio Network. Alex McFarland, honored to be having an hour of biblical worldview and truth with you. We're talking with Susie Jennings, founder and president of Operation Care International. Uh, That break kind of crept up on me, Susie, so I apologize for making you wait an extra couple of minutes, but thanks for holding. (laughs) You're welcome. Well, uh, you know, you've been involved in helping the lives of people as a nurse, as a medical professional for a number of years, but uh, even more recently, ministering the gospel and and reaching out to homeless. How did God lead you into that kind of ministry, Susie? Well, uh, in my season of brokenness, I chose joy and found my purpose. Wow. You know, that... (laughs) That is a profound statement. In you said in your season of brokenness, and I, I think everybody, folks, you might not have ever phrased it that way, but everybody goes through a season of brokenness at some time or another. If you can, and if you would uh, share, what was your season of brokenness, Susie? Well, I okay, my uh, I am a founder of Operation Care International in Dallas, Texas. And uh, there is a story behind that. Um, 
we are known to hold the largest birthday party for Jesus in the world. We have 3,700 volunteers coming from 300 churches and ministries and honoring up to 15,000 homeless and the poor children and families. These are the lost, the least, and the lonely. Uh, they are the homeless. This is a birthday party for Jesus that came out of my brokenness. My husband of nine years um, became mentally ill. He had a chemical imbalance called serotonin deficiency that caused severe depression. Mm -hmm. And so one day on March 9, 1993, we have been married for nine years. He was in the military in the past, and we've been married nine years. And on uh, March 9, 1993, he disappeared from our home. And then we discovered him on April 8, 30 days later in Oklahoma, and we are in Texas. And his car was found by a farmer who would go to his ranch only once a month. Mm -hmm. And so we went there to locate because they found the car, but not David. So we went there and uh, we found David on that day. And um, David had been, um, he committed suicide. So David had been a decomposing corpse for 30 days when we found his body. He shot his head, and um, that was a very hard time for me. Sure, like sure. Kid, the whole world came on my shoulder when the sheriff told me that they found the body in a ravine, hiding in a ravine. And uh, that was the beginning of my journey with the Lord, um, because not only that, David was buried, a day before Easter, and he was supposed to sing in our church on Easter Sunday, and the title of his mm. song was Heaven. So the pastor said, now he's singing his song with the Lord, because David was saved when he was a little boy. He accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior, and it was the illness that killed David. Mm. Mm. I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, how did you begin to after you know suffering such a devastating series of of circumstances how did you begin to get on your feet spiritually emotionally how did you get back on your feet again susie well actually the time when david was not here in the home for 30 days i was also a nurse supervisor at baylor hospital in our unit and nobody knew my husband was missing and i had to lead three hospital uh, um, uh, units in, in Baylor and and as a recovery room nurse, so it's a critical care unit. And it was pretty hard that nobody really uh, supported me, only God and even my church people did not know where David mm -hmm. was. They just thought he went somewhere. Well, it started really when David was missing. That's when I really held on to the Lord. I would read and, the Bible. I would read the Bible every day. And you know, you know, Bible. Susie, uh, I, I hear the the emotion in your voice, and I want to say to everybody listening, and if you're just tuning in, we're talking with Susie uh, Jennings, who is being used by God to touch so many lives. But Susie, let's just parenthetically insert this for everybody listening. When when your life falls apart, Jesus will pick you up. And you you say that you were hanging on to the Lord Jesus 
he is he is faithful, isn't he? Yes, and and the verse he gave me, I would read Psalms chapter by chapter, and it came to life. Psalms thirty verse five was the best. Uh, well, I mean, the one of the verses that he really gave me, and it says, "Weeping may endure for night, joy comes in the morning." So that was the verse that carried me, and then we buried David. And three months later, I had a car accident, so I could not walk. I became disabled for two months. Then two months after I started walking, I was baking a cake in my kitchen. And 30 feet from me, my next-door neighbor uh, in near my fence, he shot his heart. He committed suicide. It was five my months goodness. after we buried my husband. And that's mm. when I got mad at God. I questioned God why. And then that night, this was September 1993. My husband died on March 9, 1993. And was he was found April 8. And on September 7, the neighbor killed himself. And that night, God gave me a dream because I was mad at God. I questioned, why did you allow this to happen? And then that night, God, in my dream, I was knocking at my neighbor's doors telling them about Jesus. The mm. next day I woke up, I decided, I said, I'm going to choose joy because there's something in that dream. So I asked the Lord, I said, God, because I remember the verse, weeping may endure for a night, joy comes in the morning. So the next uh, morning, I just asked God, I said, God, what can I do for you? But I tell um, you, Su- do Susie, not ask God, <laughs> what can you do for Climbing up him? out of a hole... Uh, Climbing up out of a deep, deep valley, very often it begins with trust, praise, and obedience, doesn't it? Serving, serving Christ is very much the pathway to healing and joy again, isn't it? Oh, yes. I mean, I'd have no other choice. I chose joy, and so I chose, I, I said, I'm, gonna, I'm going to serve God instead of being mad at God. So I asked him, Lord, what can I do for you? But I tell you, do not ask. God, what can you do for him if you are not prepared? Because he's going to take you out of your comfort zone. That's exactly what he did for me three weeks after I asked him, Lord, what can I do for you? And in October 1993, he he took me. I was driving from First Baptist Dallas uh, with my mother sitting next to me. She was also a widow. And then I heard this amazing voice in my spirit, in my heart. We were passing by a bridge. And then it says, look at your left side. So I looked. And then I saw about 100 men and women living in cardboard boxes. And then uh, the voice in my heart said, you go under the bridge and help the homeless. And then my response was, no, not me. I'm not going. Those are crazy, violent people. They are homeless. They are smelly. I could not stand homeless people because when I was growing up in the Philippines, my mother used to feed the homeless in our kitchen. And I did not like that because they ate my food, occupied my space. <laughs> then one homeless woman, the same woman that my mother would feed, she, I was in the marketplace one day just standing, and I was 10 years old. I was a little girl. She came to me, and then she just slapped me. So I grew up not liking any homeless people, mm-hmm. not knowing that one day. God, God, God changed your heart to have mercy and care for them, didn't he? Yes. And it started in my mother's kitchen. And so what my mother taught me was embedded in my heart. So when I said, no, not me, I'm not going. And the voice of the Lord said, you ask me, what can you do for me? Now, Susie, what is your website? 
uh, for uh, Operation Care? Opcare.org, O-P-C-A-R-E.org, that's the website, and uh, you could look into what we do, but anyway, so after that... Um, do, do me the, tell me a little bit about the birthday party for Jesus, because I think that's so wonderful. You know, the Bible says God inhabits the praise of his people. Yes. And at a, a sad time in your life, I, I just think it's beautiful. You had a birthday party to worship and celebrate the the love of our Lord yes. Jesus. Um, are, well, are you still doing the birthday party for Jesus? Absolutely. Yes, sir. So, yes. And so... When the Lord told me, go under the bridge, I said, no, not me, I'm not going. And then he said, you asked me. And then I, I I, asked God to forgive me. So that was my road to Damascus experience. I said, God, okay, for, forgive me. I would go. What could I take to the people? And he said, blanket. So the next day I went to Baylor Hospital. And then I asked $5 so I could buy blankets for the homeless. So in 26 hours from the time I heard the voice of God, unconditional obedience, I obeyed the Lord and I I became a servant of the Lord the following day. At the same time, I was the nurse supervisor. But I worked for the Lord the next day. It's unconditional obedience. I bought blankets. So I became the blanket lady of Dallas because I would carry blankets in my trunk. Then I had 500 blankets in my in my garage. And, and then we became a nonprofit. And then the Lord gave me a, uh, a vision in my heart. And he told me, that we will have a birthday party for Jesus, not just a blanket distribution on December, because we have like a thousand blankets every December, third Saturday of December. That's really how it started. And God gave me a, a vision to hold a big birthday party for Jesus at the Dallas Convention Center. So we did that. And on the first event, we have 10,000 people, 8,500 homeless and poor, and 1,500 volunteers who came from 122 churches and ministries. That was in 2004. So now this is our 19th year at the Dallas Convention Center. We occupied 500,000 square feet of the Convention Center. And it's a massive gathering of people, 60 partners from all over the city would come and help us. And we feed, and the uh, heart of the ministry is sharing the gospel one-on-one, and the trademark is foot washing. So we want Mm. to feed of the homeless and the poor, and we put on new socks and shoes. And then they get food, they get sleeping bags, blankets, personal care items, haircuts, makeover, flu shots, eyeglasses, a dentist, lawyers would counsel them. We have an area where they could call home, and if the family would accept them, then we take them to the bus and pay $200 per homeless so they could go home, and then we follow up, make sure they have jobs. So let me ask you this, what what you're doing, could it be replicated in any American community? Yes, actually. In the middle of the pandemic in uh, 2020, we, despite the global pandemic, we partnered with 46 countries, actually 47. Hey, Texas is a country. <laughs> 47 yeah. and 23 states and gave out... Uh, Seed funding of four of uh, $405,000. So we gave away money. The money was given to states and countries so they could buy shoes. And that impacted 41,000 people and 15,000 got saved in one day. In the middle mm. of a global pandemic when the whole world was shutting down, 
Operation Care was all over the world. That includes Cuba and Chile and Cambodia, Indonesia, Italy, Israel, Brazil, Sudan, Congo, Sierra Leone. I mean, on and on, 47 countries. And that was the most amazing thing because uh, 15,000 got saved for that one day. So we have a vision that God gave me that this uh, 2022, December 17, 2022, that we will be in 200 countries and 50 states. And we were even in Ukraine in 2020. We gave away money in Ukraine, $10,000, so they could buy shoes for children. So every time I see the faces of the children in, on TV, my question is what happened to them? Where are they now? So I just pray and then, but we're given an opportunity because when December 17, 2022, we will partner with all over the neighboring countries in Ukraine right, and right. provide money, provide funding for a seed funding of $10,000 so they could buy shoes and probably get some food as well and do a party for Jesus. And, that, and then the gospel will be presented. The bottom line of this party is really the whole world is uniting the world for Jesus in one day, honoring yes. one and that's Jesus. Where could you find that? And where could you find a birthday party that gives back only Jesus' well, birthday? We've got to pull away because we're almost out of time, but uh, give us one more time your website, then I've got a final question. Opcare.org, O-P is in, P is in Peter, opcare.org, that's a shortcut of operations there. Opcare.org, that's our um, website. And uh, yeah, so Habakkuk 2 said, write the vision, make it plain and clear, give it to the people so they could run with it. The vision is given to all of listeners. When we, when we worship Jesus and give a cup of cold water in his name, God blesses that, doesn't he, Susie? Oh, yes, and he will, he will multiply beyond because the Bible said he was kind to the poor, lent to the Lord. Would you imagine lent to the King of Kings? Susie, we're almost out of time, but folks, I want to thank you for listening. And what she's doing and what uh, Pastor Todd was talking about and what I'm talking about in terms of proclaiming Jesus, defending the faith, defending our nation, you can be a part of it. Proclaim liberty, and that liberty is in Jesus. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.